You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. There is a particular quality to the quality of life of people who are in flow or people who are developing their flow or people who have even just taken the first steps to clear their mind. The quality could be best described as timeliness on the one hand and timelessness on the other hand. The old expression, the time flies when you're having fun, is borne out by a vast body of research into how people experience time when they are in flow, if you like to use the technical scientific term, or as athletes would say, when they are in the zone. But the old adage that time does fly when you're having fun, only half covers the story. Because time is relative. Einstein explained that to us, although an awful lot of people didn't quite get his scientific explanation in all its glory. But Einstein explained to us that time is relative. My perception of time is unique to me, and it is related to my state of mind, directly related to my state of mind. In other words, if I'm bored, time is going to drag. That's a very simple example. If I'm in flow, time will fly. Or sometimes, if I'm in flow, time will almost stand still. I don't know if you have ever had the privilege of watching some really high-performing sports people, particularly in the contact sports like uh, football or rugby, where really top-class sports people seem to have more time on the ball more time to do exactly what they need to do, as if they're almost operating in slow motion than everybody else around them. And the fact of the matter is that they do have more time on the ball. They do have more time to do what they need to do effortlessly because they're in a different state of mind, perceiving time differently. But we can acknowledge readily ourselves those of us who just lead ordinary everyday lives, I suppose, we can acknowledge ourselves that we've experienced the strange warping of time that comes about as a result of being one with ourselves, being calm, experiencing peace of mind, enjoying ourselves, if I can put it in ordinary everyday language. If you cast your mind back to when you were young and carefree, there's an interesting one which I'll come back to in a minute, You might recollect summer holidays where the school holidays that probably lasted six or eight or even 10 weeks seemed to fly. On the one hand, you said to yourself, my God, where's the summer gone? Are we going back to school this week? And of course, the answer to that is yes, everybody is going back to school this week. But on the other hand, you would experience days during those couple of months where time appeared to stand still. It felt as if those days went on forever because they were just such glorious, immersive 
days where we were experiencing the joy of whatever we happened to be doing. It could have been something simple like making sandcastles. We all have those experiences. Even as adults on a two-week holiday, which is an interesting concept in itself. I'll escape from my ordinary everyday life for two weeks. Anyway, we won't go into that right now. But even when I'm on a two-week holiday, the two weeks zip past. You're back in the airport quicker than you actually left it in the first place. And yet, there were days during those two weeks that were long, drawn-out, beautiful, languid days where you luxuriated in just being present. And there is the key. When we are present, when we don't have a care in the world, we experience this state of mind which is known scientifically as flow. And there is a timelessness to it. Your perception of time, uniquely your perception of time, is dependent upon your state of mind. In other words, I can experience the joy of living life in the moment by deciding to manage my state of mind. But I said right at the beginning of today's episode that the unique quality of the quality of life of someone who is living in flow could be described both as timeless, which I've just explained, or at least attempted to explain, in as much as we need it explained for our purposes today, and timely, timeliness. Life is like comedy. It's all about, well, it's all about timing, isn't it? It's all about enabling yourself to experience the right experiences in the right order, to come across the right information at the right time, and to learn from experience in a way that moves you forward rather than pulling you all over the place. Now, obviously, I've been doing this for a very long time at this stage, almost 27 years. And one of the first things that people say to me when I talk to them first is that I'm not experiencing the kind of freedom of mind, clarity of mind that you are talking about. And I probably haven't experienced it since I was in my mid-20s. Indeed, an awful lot of people say to me, oh, my God. I remember the 20-something-year-old me, how free I was, how carefree I was, how things actually happened for me, how things fell into my lap, how life was, when I compare it to my life now, effortless. Where's that 20-something me gone? Now, of course, the 20-something you was somebody who was just emerging from adolescence, casting off the shackles of adolescence. And by that I mean, if you refer back to previous conversations we have had, we learn who we think we are during the first three years of our life, particularly the third year. We learn more about ourselves up to the age of 12, but everything we learn in those intervening years is coloured by the fundamentals of what we learned about ourselves during the third year of our lives. Then we enter adolescence. And modern developmental psychology believes that adolescence runs from 12 or 13 years of age up to the age of about 27, 28. 
And of course, during the adolescent years, we are suffering what is known nowadays as adolescent angst. She used to be called teenage angst, adolescent angst. Because what I'm trying to do as an adolescent is I'm trying to take who I think I am and fit it into the box of who I prefer to be or hang out with. So there is this square peg, round hole, angst and frustration going on throughout my adolescent years. But then I hit this free-flowing part of my life where I'm no longer competing with people, you know, in high school or college or university. I am now in the first throes of living my adult life. I have no responsibilities or almost no responsibilities or certainly, relatively speaking, no responsibilities to what we accumulate in later life, whether it be a mortgage or children or the job that we think is a matter of life and death. I have no responsibilities. I'm a free agent. I can do what I like and things fall into your lap. Do you know why? Because you don't care. Just as I say that, you may recollect about three weeks ago on my Thursday morning videos, there was a video called I'm Beyond Caring. And that's what I'm talking about here. We care too much when we start worrying about how things will fall into place in our lives or how we need to plan to achieve certain things that we would love to achieve. We care too much. And in caring too much, we overthink what we need to do. And we shackle ourselves as a result of that thought process, which obviously comes from the thinking mind, which is completely different from the mind that was free flowing and unshackled and let loose in our 20s. Now, we cannot turn the clock back, if we're talking about time, which we are in this episode. We can't turn the clock back. I'm almost 64. I can't go back to my mid-20s physically. But the interesting thing about time and timelessness and timeliness is that the latest research in relation to meditation shows that if you were 75 right now and you'd never meditated once in your life before, which you started meditating today. In eight weeks time, the aging process in the neural pathways of your brain would have been reversed. In other words, you can meditate yourself younger. Now, if you're only 40 or 50 listening to this podcast, what an opportunity you now have to take charge of the one thing over which you have absolute control, your own state of mind, and begin to develop your ability to experience, first of all, the timelessness that I mentioned a few minutes ago, and then, and this is the real game changer, to experience the timeliness of being in flow. Let me explain. I was talking to an acupuncturist this morning, and she was telling me that she has a particularly potentially challenging consultation with a child of one of her patients later on today. And she said the challenge in dealing with a child is children don't like a load of needles stuck in them. So I had decided in preparation for this consultation that I was only going to use three needles. And I had decided where I was going to place those three needles. Okay, park that for a minute. This same lady actually was talking about having a pebble in her shoe. 
metaphorically speaking. You know, something that is annoying you, that you know you have to do, but you keep putting it off. And it is like the proverbial pebble in your shoe. In her case, it was a complete mess of stuff that had been dumped in a corner in a spare room in her house that had accumulated over not a matter of weeks or months, but actually years. And it was on her mind to get rid of that clutter, well aware of what I would have told her before, that a cluttered house or a cluttered office or a cluttered desk equals a cluttered mind. So out of the blue yesterday morning, she got up and instead of doing the things that she had planned to do yesterday, she decided tidying. And halfway through her tidying, out of a pile of papers fell an article that was directly relevant to the consultation that she has with the child. As a result of reading that article, she decided that one of the three needles that she needs to place in the child later today will actually be placed in a completely different place than the one she had decided to place it in. She said to me, this is going to be a game changer for this child and his condition. And I stumbled across it, or apparently I stumbled across it, at just the right moment. She said, if I had tidied that room two weeks ago, I might have noticed the piece of paper falling on the floor. Indeed, the piece of paper mightn't have fallen on the floor at all. But if it had, I might have noticed it. I might have picked it up. I might have read it and said to myself, oh, that's an interesting article. I'll file it away in my interesting articles folder. But she said, I found it at just the right moment. That's what I'm talking about in relation to timeliness. It's a simple example, but it's potentially a life-changing example for her patient. But I've loads of examples like that. I've loads of examples in my own life, like, as I've mentioned before, tripping over a pyramid of books in a bookshop as I ran through the bookshop out of the rain that provided me with my first computer programming book because I had decided at the time to teach myself computer programming. Which leads me to another very important point in relation to doing the right thing, even if at the time we don't know why the thing that we are doing, which turns out to be the right thing, why we're doing it at all. I could not put my hand on my heart 30 years ago and say why I was teaching myself computer programming. I had this notion in my head that I would develop some software and it would make me a fortune. Now, there's normal thinking, by the way, if ever there was normal thinking, because that was around the time of the dot-com boom. And anybody and everybody thought they were going to become dot-com millionaires or computer millionaires or software millionaires. That's normal thinking. That is what is known as conventional wisdom which of course being conventional or normal means that it's not wisdom at all. For years, I wasn't sure why I had apparently wasted nights at home for a start. Um, this is really basic stuff. For a start, trying to get my Commodore computer to say hello to me. Couldn't figure it out for years. But we wouldn't be sitting here talking were it not for me learning computer programming. There would be no Psychology of Success online program were it not for me learning 
computer programming. There would be no cyber coach. And I'm not talking about the cyber coach app. There's a cyber coach platform that coaches use to do what I do for their customers or their clients. Or as somebody said to me recently, they're patients. You know, they're not patients, they're clients. And sometimes they become very good friends. The point I'm making is that there are things you have done in your life that didn't make sense to you at the time. But if you look at where you are now, or more to the point, look at where you want your life to go, you will realize that you have probably done a lot of the necessary things already. On his deathbed, in conversation with his biographer, Walter Isaacson, Steve Jobs talked about joining the dots. He talked about how throughout his life he had often done things spontaneously in a timely fashion. I'll come back to that again in a minute. He had often done things in his life that he couldn't figure out why he was doing them at the time. It didn't make sense to him, but it just felt right that he should do this. And then he said, in hindsight, I look back at all those dots of things that I did in that fashion and realise that I've joined the dots and actually come up with the things that I have come up with as a result of those dots that subsequently became joined up in a grand realisation of the kind of life I want to live. I didn't say a grand plan, because that's a completely different thing. And planning is, again, like conventional wisdom. Being conventional, there's no wisdom involved at all. Planning is for people who are trying to put off what they know they need to do. Now, I know I will have a conversation about that on Zoom with my program owners later on this evening, where I've already been asked a question by a businessman as to the value of planning in business. But basically, planning is a means of putting off what you actually need to do. Back to what you need to do, when you need to do it, and the timeliness of it all. When you know the direction in which you would love your life to go. Now, that doesn't need to be precise. And in fact, the less precise it is, the better, because the less precise it is, what is best for you is more likely to happen than what you think you want. With, but armed with a general direction of the kind of life that you would love to live, your clear-minded, 20-something-year-old mind, your clear-minded, carefree mind will enable you pick up on the right things, the right bits of information, in the right order, at the right time. I look, I'm sitting in my studio at the moment, I look at the books behind me, and all the books that I have read, and some of them are way out stuff, eclectic, the, the, the reading I've done in relation to what has ultimately become the online program. But I look at those books and I realize now that if I had read them in a different order than that in which I had read them, many of them would not have made sense. And again, we wouldn't be talking here. So much has been written. Now, an awful lot of it is anecdotal but I'll come back to the science behind it in a minute. So much has been written about people coming across the right information or the right person in the right way at the right time to enable them have the aha moments or the pennies drop that they need to move themselves forward to the life that you would love to live. Now, the fact of the matter is, 
that these opportunities of coming across the right information or stumbling across the right person or meeting the person who will change your life at the propitious moment, these opportunities are happening all of the time. We can't see them when we are using our thinking minds. We can't see them when we are weighed down by the shackles of the thoughts that blind us to the reality of the moment. But even when we do see them, a lot of them will pass us by for the simple reason that they are not our opportunities. They're just opportunities floating along in what the universe actually is, a sea of opportunity. But you and I could be walking down the road together and stumble across the same person or stumble across the same opportunity, and it would mean nothing to me, and it would change your life. Why? because you would recognize it as an opportunity that will lead you in the direction that you want your life to go. Now, you probably won't recognize it as such in real time. You will probably get a tingling or the hairs on the back, your neck will stand up because what you realize you're experiencing is what is known scientifically as a synchronicity. And the latest research in relation to synchronicity shows that synchronicities come about as a result of our knowing the direction which we want our life to go and our recognizing the opportunity before our very eyes as a synchronicity. In other words, it's only a synchronicity for me. Or should I say, it's actually a synchronicity for me, because only is, has no place in that sentence at all, because synchronicities change your life. And synchronicities being what they are, will always happen at the right time, in the right order. So back to the start of today's podcast episode. There is a timelessness to the quality of life experienced by those in flow. There is a timeliness to the quality of life, even of those beginning the journey to develop their ability to live their lives in flow. Because, for example, some of the stuff that happened to me many years ago, maybe 30 years ago, I mentioned, was before I started doing this, before I understood the steps that I needed to take to move me in the direction that I want my life to go. And by that, I mean the fundamental steps that I need to take. Those fundamental steps being doing what I need to do to take control of my own state of mind. The most fundamental step of all is understanding that I can take charge of my own state of mind, that I can turn on what psychology calls my attentional spotlight, to be present in the here and now, to focus on what's going on in the here and now, and to see the opportunities before my very eyes and recognize them, as I said a minute ago, for what they are or are not. Synchronicities are an opportunity that I can let pass by. With a grin on my face saying to myself, I've recognized another opportunity, but I'll let that one pass. We know that we do this through meditation. There is no other way of taking charge of your attentional spotlight as an adult. In fact, 
as a human being, there is no other way of your taking charge of your attentional spotlight. Because even as a child, when your attentional spotlight was fully turned on, as a young child, when you were simply present in the here and now, soaking up everything that was going on around you like a sponge, then you didn't have control of your attentional spotlight, even though it was turned on, because you soaked up everything. If you had control of it, you wouldn't have soaked up any of the things that were done to you that gave you the false impression of who you thought you were. So meditation is the only way that human beings can deliberately turn on and take control of their attentional spotlight. It's otherwise known as the seat of conscious awareness in the brain. It is the part of us that when we take control of it, will set us not just apart from all the other species on the planet, but will set us apart from 96% of our own species. Because we know from research that 96% of people are dead from the neck up. And some people might take exception to me saying it that way. But if you're not in charge of your own state of mind, and if your mind is actually running your life on automatic pilot, using the stuff that you learned when you were three years old, you're as good as dead from the neck up. You're certainly normal crazy. And that is why I referred to conventional wisdom in the manner in which I did refer to conventional wisdom a little earlier on in today's conversation. The key thing is that you can take charge of your own state of mind now. You can open your eyes to the opportunities that are before them right here, right now. One of the opportunities that will never come again, by the way, is the opportunity to buy lifetime access to my online program, The Psychology of Success, this week and this week only. So if you're listening to this podcast later on, the opportunity will have passed. And as I said a moment ago, this particular opportunity will not come again because the online program keeps evolving and therefore the price of it and the structure of the pricing of it keeps on evolving too. Be that as it may, even if you only want to take one step today, take the step that wakes you up. Take the step that tunes you into the reality of the here and now. Take the step that enables you experience awareness here and now. Not develop your awareness, actually be aware here and now. Set a couple of minutes aside, meditate. And if you meditate at first thing this morning, after listening to this, set just 120 seconds aside and mini meditate because interestingly enough once you've got your structured morning meditation under your belt it's the mini meditation that will make the difference in the cut and thrust of your everyday life for the simple reason that mini meditation brings that clear carefree 20 something state of mind into the cut and thrust of your everyday life and that is where we need it You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit wwwwilly horton